This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Westbrook, driver of the Hills Racing 47 This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome into Horsepower Happenings, a, well, pretty difficult weekend (laughs) for racing in our area, but we're excited to get back into it. A lot of things still to talk about. Two great interviews lined up tonight as well, Um, but first, we have to take a look at some things that are happening in a Motor City Minute. Over the weekend, Martin Truex Jr.'s winless streak on NASCAR bull rings came to an end after he picked up the win in the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 500 at Martinsville. Superstar Racing Experience announced four grassroots racing stars will join the roster at select events this season, including six-time NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion Doug Kobe, four-time Knoxville track champion Brian Brown, five-time USAC Silver Crown champion Cody Swanson, as well as USAC and Wheel and Modified Tour winner Bobby Santos III, and the other one? We're going to have to wait and see who wins this year's edition of the Slinger Nationals. They'll get a chance to drive one of those SRX cars at Slinger. Carson Macedo passed James McFadden on the final lap to win Saturday night's World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series feature at Tri-State Speedway. Those things and so much more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me. What's going on, sir? Oh, it was a little bit of a damp weekend, Zach, Mm -hmm. wasn't it? Uh, We didn't get a whole lot of racing in here in our region. Yeah, it was damp all over the place. I mean, from Hickory, uh, from Hickory in the Carolinas all the way up here to Michigan, places were canceling left and right. Uh, and, Rich, it really was a tough weekend all over. Yeah, I was trying to get to Anderson. You were trying to get to Killcare, uh, and those canceled early. So mm-hmm. um, we kind of had a little, I did at least, a weekend off to get prepared because there's some racing coming up. But, th- Zach, you know, some guys did get some racing in. Uh, and I don't know how, but they did it around the raindrops. Uh, just about everybody in our area lost out to Mother Nature this weekend. But uh, that wasn't the case for Attica Raceway Park. Attica completed their first Friday night show of 2021 um, on its scheduled night. Uh, in the 410 Sprint Car Class Act, it was uh, Brandon Spithaler uh, who held off a late race charge from Cole Macedo following a late race caution in the 30-lap event. The 29-year-old would collect a very nice $3,000 payday. And uh, in one of the best UMP late model features ever contested at Attica, from what I hear, uh, Ryan Markham edged Matt Irie and Rusty Schlank to the line to pick up win number two of 2021. Markham would lead the first 14 laps before Schlank would make his way to the point. Uh, Schlank would lead a handful of laps before Markham would get back around Schlank for good. As the trio sliced and diced their way through lap traffic, three wide at times. It was Markham's 18th career win at Attica. And uh, and to close the night, Zach, Seth Sabo 
survived a late race restart to collect his first ever 305 sprint car win. And, uh, and also on Friday, Kokomo uh, Speedway was also able to get their 75th season opener in with James McFadden picking up the win for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series and Matt Westfall collecting the Kokomo non-wing sprint car event. Other racing from around the area, Devin Moran keeps adding unique trophies to his collection in 2021, and on Sunday, he earned one of the most unique so far this season, the Bristol Motor Speedway Iconic Sword, or Sword, if you'd like. You know, it's all a spelling thing. Uh, to go along with his big gator from February's Dirt Car Nationals, the Ohio driver passed Ricky Wise in traffic with 10 laps to go to win his second World of Outlaws Morton Buildings late models feature of the season, nabbing the $25,000 winner's share in the process. The win is Moran's sixth World of Outlaws win of his career, giving him one more than his father Donnie, whose last win was in 2008. Wise, Ross Bales, Ricky Thornton Jr., who, by the way, came from 21st to 4th after absolutely destroying that race car in his heat race uh, earlier in the weekend, also, Brandon Overton would round out the top five. Next up for the World of Outlaws, Morton Buildings Late Models, a stop at Richmond Raceway in Kentucky, Friday, April 23rd, followed by a Saturday, April 24th event at Brush Creek Motorsports Complex in Peebles, Ohio. Going to have to look that one up and see if it's close to home. I haven't heard of that one. Have you, yeah, I have not. That's why I'm a little intrigued. <laughs> and that's in our region, so we better get some work done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Zach, using a late race restart to his advantage, uh, defending Southern Super Series champion Stephen Nassi took the super late model win at Greenville Pickens Speedway over Carson Quapple and Sammy Smith on Sunday in a co-sanctioned event between the Southern Super Series and the Cars Tour. Uh, also collected a nice $10,000 payday himself. Uh, Smith claimed the lead just inside of 50 laps to go uh, following a competition caution, which allowed the field to take its allotment of fresh tires in the 150 lap race and make final adjustments for the run of the finish. However, Nassie slowly reeled in the Donnie Wilson's motorsports driver over the closing laps of the race. And just as it appeared, the battle for the lead would be, would intensify the caution flag flew with three laps to go for a turn four incident involving Jake Garcia and Hudson Halder on the ensuing restart. Nancy was, Nancy was on the throttle and pulled ahead of Smith to take the win. Quapo would get by Smith for second with Matt Craig and Chandler Smith completing the top five. So a nice start for the Southern Super Series and the Cars Tour, Zach. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some good stuff. Now, a little bit closer to home, not a racing results note, but unfortunately, restrictions put in place by Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer still having some impact on the racing schedule. This time it's Galesburg, and they released Saturday that they were going to be making a schedule adjustment, not canceling any races, Rich, but rather just moving them around. Um, the uh, size restrictions for crowd gatherings outdoors, not large enough for this event that they had scheduled coming up. Uh, in a post on Galesburg's fa or Facebook page and their website, they explain, quote, after discussing the options, we've concluded that we need to postpone this race, that being the PAPS Dream um, front-wheel drive figure eight as well as bus figure eight event. Now, the event does not currently have a rescheduled date announced, although the event will be different. April 24th does not become a weekend without racing. This is the cool part. Officials announced a special non-points event will fill this slot one week prior to the start of the regular season. They said that they will be racing on Saturday with all four of their regular divisions running a special non-points event. 
because uh, it'll be non-points because the championships hunt is scheduled to begin next week, so they don't want to jip anybody who doesn't have a car quite ready yet. Now, the Post finished by explaining that the Speedway does not plan to unveil any other major schedule changes at this time. However, Rich, it did remind everybody that uh, things have historically changed rather quickly regarding COVID-19 protocols and mandates, so fans are encouraged to follow Galesburg Speedway on Facebook and check out their website, galesburgspeedway.com. So I think it's pretty cool uh, to kind of give fans an idea, Rich. It's no secret. Night of Destructions or Figure 8 Races or whatever you want to call them, those are house packers. Um, That place would be wall-to-wall with people, and right now, just not the time to do it. Yeah, and you're probably not going to get away with that at the end of April or beginning of May, to be totally honest with you. So, yeah, if those... And, and those are season saver events for racetracks, Zach, where they really are. Um, so maybe uh, there are other racetracks that uh, that have those events as well. And maybe we'll start those move, moving around uh, maybe June, put them into June and see what we're looking like. That's still a couple of months away. Um, that June looks a whole lot better than April looks, to be honest with you. Well, Rich, as we talk about the racing getting closer and things getting closer, this is my favorite time of year when race car drivers start putting pictures of their cars online. And this guy has got by far one of the best looking modifieds I've seen thus far in the season. Let us know who we're talking to. Yeah, Zach, two weeks in a row, modified guy on the show. So that's pretty cool. Uh, We've seen a lot of this gentleman at the track the past few years. He is your defending UMP modified champion at the Merritt Speedway. Uh, and some cool news coming out of his camp in the last week or so. He makes his way in Farwell, Michigan. Uh, Chad Bauer, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thank you. Glad to have. Man, um, first of all, most drivers that come off a championship season, you'd think they're pretty um, happy with their program and their equipment. But uh, not so fast, not for you. Um, you guys had a domination race car as part of your late model program last year. This year, you're stepping it up to a modified. Talk about how that all went down. Yeah, we. Uh, I had my previous car. I bought it new in 2015, so we've been getting quite a few years on it and figured it was time to, to try something a little different. And uh, I actually picked up an Elite modified right at the end of the year and uh, ran it a couple times and ended up, uh, we've gotten to be pretty close with Rusty and uh, – he wanted to uh, build a modified, so I ended up selling selling the elite and had him build me a new modified. And that that's kind of unique. That's a big decision to make. I mean, it's not like you, you know, he, he has some experience and and obviously a track record with his with his late models, but um, you know, he he built you the first modified. Uh, were you pretty comfortable with that? I guess, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, he kind of did it with the late models, and they came out pretty good. And I'm getting a little older, and I thought it'd be fun to to uh, just try something different and see if we can uh, make it fast. Now, without giving away uh, any secrets or anything, because I know how you guys are. There's skirts on everything. They're blacking out pictures when they post pictures. But you've had a chance to look at this car. Um, anything, I, I mean, do you think he's on the right track or is there some things that you looked under there and went, wow, that's unique. I'm excited to see how that goes. What are your first thoughts just looking at the car? Yeah, um, it's really well built. Uh, it's definitely, um, different than what, what I've ever been used to as far as, uh, this is set up on a swing arm, which typically you don't see in the modifieds anymore for sure. But, um, yeah, what he's got, um, we're hoping is going to work good. 
Now, you mentioned that swing arm. Have you, uh, you, you mentioned saying any more in a modified. Have you driven a swing arm car before? I have never. Um, I know there's been people that had them, and they used to run them all the time back in the day, but I, I feel like it's been a lot of years since that has happened. Now, I guess on the bright side, right, you can, um, you know, Cody's got some experience with it, so you can kind of lean on him and, and kind of get some advice um, on how that works on his car, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like Cody learned quite a bit last year with his, and uh, he's picking up on it pretty well. And then with Rusty, Rusty's up here a lot during the summer and stays here and be able to get some help that way as well. You know, that's an intriguing point uh, that Rich brought up as we're talking with Chad Bauer, uh, Cody Bauer. Who are we talking to? I don't know. We're talking to one of the Bowers. We're talking to the Chad Bauer. My gosh. I did that when we had Cody on. I called him Chad. So it's only right that I call you Cody. Uh, anyhow, what is the what is the technology like for you, Chad? Uh, we mentioned that Cody run the late model domination car. And, and I know that the technology in the rear end of modifieds and late models is similar, but smaller tires, different horsepower ratio, different front end geometry. How much can you lean on what Cody learned for what you're going to be doing this year? Well, uh, probably mostly on the back end of the car. I mean, the front ends of the modifieds and uh, late models are totally different. Um, you know, just, just, you know, where to move stuff to gain traction or loosen up or whatever you need to do. Let's go back just, uh, I think it was back to 2019 for a moment, Chad. Um, you know, you got sidelined with a pretty serious injury off the track. Um, how hard was that to you to be able to sit down, not get in that race car, and just have to worry about uh, getting healthy again? Um, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I gave up my car a couple of years for Cody to run and didn't race for a few years. Um, I mean, I was pretty excited because we'd, we'd uh, come out of the gate pretty good. We, we won one at gas city and the ethanol and and then i think it was the next week and next week when uh, the accident happened so kind of bummed about that but glad to be alive for sure well and i think uh, to that point yes uh, absolutely glad that you're still around and i think that that ties in interestingly enough to your performance last year um, it, it almost felt like maybe there was a little bit of a, uh, a, a revenge or an avenging what happened in 2019. Um, because like you said, you looked strong at the beginning of the year, maybe had a car capable of taking home a track championship or an ethanol championship. Um, did you race with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder in 2020 or, or was that not in your mind? Well, not really. I've been doing it so long now that it's just, I used to get way more excited about things than I do now, I guess. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, and so to build on that question, the run for the championship in 2020, take us through that a little bit because it was not a walk in the park for you by any means. Um, you, you, had to, you had to get by this guy, uh, Erickson, who kept going to victory lane and, and making things interesting for you. And, of course, the UMP modified field at Merritt, one of the best in the region, um, take us through your 2020. How did how did things work out for you to get that championship? Yeah, we had a good season. I mean, definitely Jeff Erickson was the – he's definitely the guy to beat. I mean, right now for sure. I mean, um, you know, he he didn't show up a couple times, which actually helped us out for the championship. Yeah, you weren't complaining um, about that, were you? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, 
he he is for sure. You know, the the elite cars have been been kind of the top here the last year to where the Rockets were for quite a while. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, we just went through the year and um, ended up getting it done. Having a great conversation right now with Chad Bauer, and while we're thinking about it and while we're talking about it, let's talk Merritt and Tri-City, and let's talk Challenge Series. The Challenge Series is back in 2021, and man, what a series it's going to be. Friday and Saturday, April 30th and May 1st. This season, $13,000 is on the line to become a Challenge Series champion. Will Ionia Michigan's Travis Stemmler become a repeat champ, or will someone else grab that top prize? The All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series, supported by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, kicks off Friday, April 30th at Tri-City Motor Speedway for $5,000 to win before going to Merritt Speedway Saturday night for another chance at five grand. Tickets are available at the gate with the green flag flying at 7.30 Friday night and 7 p.m. on Saturday. The Late Model Challenge Series, the best in Michigan late model racing. With that aside, let's get back into this conversation. Now, I got I, I talked to Cody about this, and I, I kind of want to get your feeling. Um, you guys are having some fun with this snowmobile racing in the summer. Now, I know, you know, the I-500 didn't take place this year, but, um, you know, you're, you're, te- you're involved with that team, and, and, and you guys are out there and um, performed pretty good this winter. Yeah, we we did. We we've had a couple really good years actually. Um we ended up going to Eagle River for the world well they had the first world championship uh enduro race at Eagle River and we ended up winning that over there which was really exciting. And uh we had a couple uh mechanical issues this year. Um but other than that, I mean we run really good and up front most of the time, you know, in the top 3 wherever we go and uh We've had a few few really good years here in the snowmobiles. So you don't with, with with your racing program, you guys only get maybe what couple months off before the couple days know, season starts, <laughs> maybe, and then and then right at the end before the snow flies, right? Pretty much, it doesn't really feel like there is an off um, ever. Uh, there's always something going on on one end or the other for sure. Now, clearly, that's the way you want it, right? I mean, you guys just absolutely love motorsports to to find a way to race in both seasons. Uh, you guys must be half cocked to be able to do that all year. Yeah, we do for sure. I mean, uh, the the snowmobile uh, stuff was really my dad's passion forever. You know, um, that's why we really want to try to try to try to get that I five hundred win just one time. You know. He, uh, Tommy Bauer racing has been at the I 500 only, uh, every year missing only two races wow. um, out of the, out of the 53 or whatever. Well, this would have been 53, 52, I guess. Is that, and, uh, uh, that's gotta be so, close to a record. Has anybody, has anybody been there more than you um, guys? I'm not sure, but they got, uh, there is a record for the most miles logged on the I 500 track and, uh, we are not too far from being able to take that over. And that was another thing that we, my dad really always wanted to get. So we're trying to get that as well if we could. Now, you mentioned your dad a couple of times, uh, obviously the Tommy Bauer, and, and I think a lot of people are, are familiar with that name. But take us back. How did how did your team become a, a multi-season team? And we know you're not the only one. There are actually, it's funny, if you're going to race snowmobiles, you almost have to race modifieds in the summer, it seems like. Um, but, uh, how, how did, how did your race team become a both snowmobile and dirt track racing team? Well, uh, 
I never really raced cars myself. I, I think I started running street stocks in uh, 1995, I think, was the first year that I drove a race car, and I was actually out of high school at that time. Yeah, because I graduated in 91. Um, but we always did the snowmobiles, and I rode back then on the snowmobiles. And uh, then we just ended up building a street stock, and it took off from there. And then I did it forever, and then – my son Cody got started and he does it and now he rides the sled as well and uh, it just kind of carried on like that through the years the rest as they say is history <laughs> yeah <laughs> Chad I gotta ask you uh you know uh in the last month or so um Mike Blackmere's putting out uh, a pretty aggressive schedule for all the divisions at, at and specifically at Merritt and, and Tri-City but he is throwing some money around this year in 2021 um, that has to look real attractive for you guys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we got to thank Mike for everything he does, especially for our UMP class, because there's really no other tracks around here that are running our cars other than Hartford or Butler. Um, so we really got to thank him for, for keeping us going on, on our UMP modified end of it for sure. What do you, what's your schedule look like? Uh, I mean, are you, I'm assuming you're going to hit all the big races that Mike's uh, put out for that special, for that special series that he has. Well, that's for the late model. I mean, Cody will be for sure. Yeah. Well, I think what um, Richmond is that he does have that small mini uh, uh, series now that he's calling it for those individuals that are just a little bit higher paying, not a little bit that are higher paying races. Yep, for sure we'll be doing we'll be doing all of them for sure. Yep, I really planned it on racing by now earlier. We were gonna try to do some stuff out of state before the season started, but it just hasn't worked out, and here we are, almost ready to start the season. So, talking with uh, Chad Bauer, the 2020 uh, Dirt Car UMP Modified Champion at Merritt Speedway, uh, wh- are you going to defend? I mean, is that is that a goal? Is that a fair goal to say this year? Is that maybe you'd like to go out there and back that championship up? Yeah, sure. I'd love to do that um, if we can. I, I feel like we're going to um, hopefully have this car um, running good and handling good, And but I'm sure it's going to take a little bit of learning, too, on, on my part um, and what to do with the car to make it, you know, for what I need. Um, so we'll just see what happens. And it sounds like, too, maybe a championship is not on the forefront of your mind. And we talk about this all the time with guys that run a lot of races. Um, sounds like maybe the championship isn't what you go to the racetrack and that's what you're thinking about. Sounds like you show up to maybe just win races. Well, that's what we'd like to do. Um, usually if you win the races, then championships come along with it, you know. Um, so we'll just do the best we can and, and hopefully this car works really well for us and go from there now we've seen uh you know in years past you're not afraid to head out of town and go racing down south or or in the southeast any races you're looking at on your schedule for the summer where you can get out of town yeah uh, we're gonna try to do some stuff um i mean we wanted to try to do a few of the summer national races if we can but uh, the way our workload's looking here right now it's it's tough to take off uh when it's also our busiest time for our excavating company um it's hard for me to take off too far and be gone for too long well i guess the last thing that i need that we need to talk to you about as we mentioned the schedule 
and mention everything that you're doing is, um, can is there any sort of an update that you can give us on what has become sometimes one of the biggest uh, UMP modified races in the state? And that's the uh, Tommy Bauer Memorial. We know that COVID uh, definitely made it an issue last year. Um, so, so what's the thought process right now headed into 2021? Um, we are talking about it right now. I haven't made a final decision. I've been talking with my family and, and trying to decide, uh, if or what we're going to do. Um, but, um, if we are going to have it, I'll definitely, uh, make an announcement on that fairly soon. And we'll definitely have it as well on Horsepower Happenings. You can find the uh, details on our website, horsepowerhappenings.com, when and if they are made available. Um, Chad Bauer, man, we appreciate you talking with us here tonight, and we know that season opener at Merritt is coming up in just a couple of weekends. Matter of fact, uh, what are we? We're, whoa, holy smokes, we're like a weekend away. Get past the 17th, and -hmm. then it's time to go racing at Merritt. So good luck, and we hope to see you up there. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Okay, Rich, moving on in tonight's program, it is an exciting week because we are just seven days away now from unveiling a brand new aspect of Horsepower Happenings, and we're going to bring on a guy that you work pretty well with. Yeah, Zach, uh, you know, it took us a little while. Uh, it took me a little a little while to beat him up and, and talk him into getting involved with the program, and finally he does. So uh, Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame announcer Gary Lindahl, my partner at Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway, is going to join us. Look out. There you go. I wanted to get one in at some point. You, Come on now. You had to get, well, maybe maybe he can actually do one for us there you before go. he leaves every week. We'll talk him into that. Or or a famous, see ya. Yes. How about one of those? You know, <laughs> that's the way he'll end it. But uh, we're going to have him on uh, once a month, uh, I think the third Monday of every month, and he's going to do one of his Did You Know quizzes from his article that he used to write in the Mark Times years ago. So he's going to come on, give some questions. Um, we're going to have them on the program. Then we're going to post them on the website. Um, and now we're going to get the fans involved. The fans can go on the, go on the Facebook post, answer the questions correctly. And everybody that has all four correct answers, um, we're going to put them in the drawing for some race tickets or some swag or whatever we got to give away for the month from our sponsors. That's what we're going to do. So, uh, it's cool for the fans. You can win something. And, um, you know, great to have Gary uh, come on the program. That, that, that's a really cool deal. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic, and we are looking forward to it. So watch the Facebook page, and be sure to listen to episodes of Horsepower Happenings to uh, get in on your chance to win some pretty cool stuff. And, and Zach, just to let everybody know, we're going to be smart about this. We're not going to give the answers till the following week. So everybody's got a week to get their questions, and they don't have to do it right away, and we're not going to give the answers by the end of the show. So next Monday's show, uh, by showtime, we will uh, have the answers for you, and we will post the answers on our Facebook page as well. Well, Zach, uh, we're going to go back onto the pavement side of things for an interview, and a gentleman that's getting ready to get his season started. Tell, let us know who we're talking to. Yeah, this is pretty cool, actually. Uh, this came on a recommendation from Chris Phoebe. He said, hey, you need to talk to Aaron Taylor. I said, Aaron Taylor, the guy that whips everybody's butt in front-wheel drive racing in the neons? And uh, Chris Phoebe said that was only like 10 or 15 years ago. But, yeah, that that's the guy. Uh, but now he's running Modifieds, and he's getting set for a big weekend coming up at Springport. Aaron Taylor from Jackson, Michigan. Welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Man, Looking forward to it. Aaron, I got to tell you, I remember uh, it's been about 10, 15 years ago. We were racing front-wheel drives, my dad and I, and uh, we knew when we pulled in and saw that orange-yellow number 22 
we were in trouble. Uh, and I was flat out shocked to <laughs> learn that you were racing modifieds now. Um, and, and man, what has that progression been like for you over these last 10 or 15 years? Uh, and maybe it's before front wheel drives. What, what does your racing career look like uh, as we look back? Um, I started out in go-karts at Jackson Speedway. I uh, kind of just did the road course classes and was having fun in that. And then we moved up to the oval track in like 2007, I believe. Um, you know, we just had some fun in that. My dad and uh, grandpa got into it too. And so we all kind of just had some fun. And uh, my dad in 2000, or 2010, my dad decided, hey, let's go big car racing. So that's when uh, we had bought the orange pony stock and front wheel drive. Um, so we were, we kind of had some fun until we got the late model in 2015 and um it was actually my uncle chuck's old late model that uh joe bittinger had restored and got back together exactly how uncle chuck raced it and then 2016 we uh bought the modified from matt vayner and we hit the ground running and we've been in mods ever since Man, what a what a what a career span right there in, in just a couple of years. Um, so, talk to me about the quick change. I guess you you get a chance to run late models, then you're right into modifieds, and you've kind of found a home in modified racing. Um, was there an issue in late model racing, or or did you just uh, t- see an opportunity with the modified and jumped on it? Um, yeah, we kind of in the in 2015 with the super. Um, we kind of had some motor problems, so we were still racing the front wheel drive a little bit, and. So at the end of the season, we kind of sold both cars and ended up with the mod. And, you know, like I said, we've just hit the ground running. And my dad used to race modifieds and always thought I'd be a great shoe to run with the guys that he used to run with. And um, I'll be dang if we didn't start, you know, winning races. And I got rookie of the year in 2016 at Spartan my first year. And um, then the next year, 2017, we had two cars and I won championship at Spartan and uh, Springport. So, yeah, I mean, Modifieds, there's a great group of guys that we race with, and everybody's clean, you know, and it's just been a really awesome class, and it's probably been the most fun I've ever had in a race car. Now, last year, um, not a whole lot of racing going on for the Pavement Modifieds in Michigan. Springport got a couple of shows in, I think, and then uh, obviously Corrigan Oil shut down all year you got to be pretty excited to get 2021 underway uh, at, at Springport, mid-Michigan, and with, uh, you know, Tom and Tracy now taking over the reins up at Corrigan Oil. Yeah, oh, absolutely. We're we're super excited to get back to Friday night racing at uh, Corrigan Oil. Uh, it's so weird to call it that, but, you know, I'm so glad <laughs> that Tom and Tracy got in there. Uh, I, I always knew it was going to take racers to get in there and bring cars back, and I think just the atmosphere that they've created already – it's going to be a great year. Um, yeah, and we're looking forward to Springport every other weekend as well. I think we've got a pretty full season. And, you know, last year we ended up – I ended up having my baby boy, Lucas. So we didn't race a whole lot after he was born. But um, it was kind of a weird year for racing anyways. But I'm looking forward to having him at the track with me now as well. Now, you know, usually we don't talk, uh, you know, in our area a ton about pavement modifieds. But a lot going on in that division. Um of course, the Midwest Modifieds Tour, Brian Nestor, Bud Gray taking, picking that up. Uh, they did get a race in and a great car turnout uh, at their one race last year at Winchester. Uh, you have all kinds of options this summer to decide where you want to go. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we plan on running the Midwest a little bit. Um, you know, they they put on really great payouts. They're awesome guys. So we're looking forward to kind of hitting a few shows with them as well. I know Kalamazoo is on our show or on our schedule for sure. So we're looking forward to getting out to new tracks and um, we got a better motor program now so we can hit whatever track that we want and be competitive. And, um, you know, all these, all these promoters are doing a great job promoting modified racing around here. And it's, I think it's shaping up and we're starting to get a lot more car counts. Yeah. I guess when they put $5,000 up for Mod Wars out of Kalamazoo, uh, you kind of got to add that one to the schedule, <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. You're going to have cars from the tri-state area, plus I guarantee Wisconsin and more, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a really big show at a premier track. Everybody's pretty excited to get their mods back over there. Now, do you have uh, in this modified division, you know, I was kind of doing some research and looking at some pictures and that sort of stuff. Do you still have a teammate in that modified division? It looks like there's two cars that uh, bear some pretty close resemblance the last time they were at a racetrack. Uh, no, nope. Actually, the I have the silver car still, um, but the blue car ended up going to Jeff Gannis, and I'm not sure where it's at now. But um, nope, we kind of we kind of got rid of those after the 2017 season, after we won both championships, and it kind of just got to be too much. You know, point chasing that two different tracks with two different cars is that's a lot to do during the week in like three or four days. So. Um, nope, we're just sticking with the one car this year, and it was actually my Uncle Tim that was next to me in the other car, so he still helps us out quite a bit, and uh, my dad is like the crew chief, so if he wants to jump in the car, he can, but yeah, we just got the one car now. You know, this division, it's no secret to the listeners of our show, and Rich knows this, he already knows where I'm going, I love modified racing on the pavement. If, if, if there's two divisions I want to watch on asphalt, it's template-bodied late, uh, late models and it's open-wheel modifieds. What is it for you as a driver that makes this class just so much fun and so competitive? Oh, well, like you know, we, last year or two years ago, we went to Hot Shoe up north at Kinross, and there was 45 cars within a quarter second. <laughs> and you, you oh, don't, man. You don't that in any other division or class. I mean, it's just that it's unreal the amount of competition that is in this division and like i said everybody is just a class act they're awesome drivers um i just love the open wheel too you could you can from inside the car you can see that you're a half inch away from somebody and your heart is pumping the whole time but you're having the most fun uh it's just it's a class act guys super awesome competition and everybody's it's just a big family and the mod guys now, I, I was able to go down, uh, I was down at uh, Montgomery Motor Speedway uh, when Brian and the guys went down there. They took a bunch of guys from the north went down there to compete. Um, what are you thinking about this new F70 tire? You guys are, uh, I, I'm guessing most places you're going to be on slicks this year instead of treaded tires. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited. Um, you know, everybody's kind of wanting, been wanting a change in the tire, and I kind of think this is the route we've needed to go down for a while and i haven't been on it there's some guys that have been on it already at different tracks but um we're we're eager to try it out and see what it's got you know i've heard it i've heard it's a little bit slower but if it repeats you know week after week and we can save a little bit of money then i'm all for it i'm pretty i'm excited to be on a slick i think they're i think the slicks are awesome now, if I'm following the, the timeline correctly, I would understand that you have been on slicks once before with the outlaw car, or were you on treaded tires then? 
Nope, I've never been on a slick. So we were we were on shredded tires. I think the only place we actually ran the late model was at Springport, okay. and every every. Uh, race was a treaded tire now are you concerned about that at all uh i mean i've never been on you know slicks enough to say that i could know a difference rich i'm not sure if you can weigh in on it at all but uh eric, i couldn't afford tires for every week so I, every week i was on slick yeah <laughs> <laughs> so aaron are you concerned about that at all i mean do you think there's going to be much of a change from going to these slightly grooved hoosiers to to a slick you know i I've never been on the slick, so it's hard for me to tell. Um, I, like I said, though, we're excited, and I think it's going to be a challenge for everybody. And, you know, I think everybody's going to enjoy the challenge and embrace it. And hopefully we can kind of all stick to being competitive, and there's not one guy that's, you know, killing the field while the rest of us are still trying to figure it out. So I think I think it'll be good for the for the class and hopefully the other classes as well. Now, i got to ask you probably the most important thing. Um, heard – Little birdie told us you've been under the weather. Uh, you you got you all set and ready to go uh, to go racing this weekend. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I'm still kind of we. Yeah. COVID hit my house. It hit the hit my little boy. Um, but yeah, we're we're getting back up there. I'm starting to get my breath and strength back. So um, I was actually going to get in the car last Saturday until the rain kind of put a damper on that. But I'm ready to get back in the car this weekend. Yeah, I mean, man, I'm excited too for you, uh, and glad to hear that your your little boy's doing good as well. Uh, you know that you've recovered and that he's recovering well, and um, sounds like your wife is doing fine as well. So glad that your family's doing good, and and man, I bet I bet you're excited to get him out to the racetrack as well. Absolutely, yeah, yep. We're doing all we're all pretty good over here now, and um, yeah, like I said, you know, with Tom and Tracy buying. Uh, Corgan oil and then Springport's always been family oriented so we're, we're super excited to get Lucas to the track and uh, I grew up with my family at the track on both sides and so did Erica and the Heaney family so um, yeah we're pretty excited to get back at it and now, take him to the track. Now let's talk about the nitty-gritty details of, of this coming weekend at Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway uh, pretty big event on the line coming up and, and at a racetrack, too, that produces some really good racing. Uh, what are your thoughts headed in? What do you think you're going to need to do to be competitive? Um, I think if we pick up where we left off last year, we'll be we'll be right in the mix of everybody. Um, yeah, it's 1500 to win for the mods, which is awesome payout at Springport. They do it just about every year for the opener, uh, the first call. And I think we're going to draw some cars from Owasso and Angola area and um, hopefully there's a lot of cars. I, I think we'll have over 20 mods, which is a awesome field for Springport. Um, like I said, though, if we can, we're going to practice on Thursday and hopefully we can get these tires dialed in. And if we pick up where we left off last year, I think we'll be right, right where we need to be. Now it's been a while since I've been out to Springport, mid Michigan and, and all the guys here have talked me into going this weekend. <laughs> so I am going to be on the property. Tell me what I expect to see uh, at Springport um, in terms of when the modifieds come out on the racetrack. Oh, when the mods come out, you're going to see probably the, some of the best drivers in the state. Um, you know, everybody races super clean at Springport. You might have a couple of hiccups here and there, but as far you know, all the competition is just super close there. And it's really great race. And if somebody can get hooked up on the outside, then they're going to go and they're going to be really fast. Um, I think you'll see a lot of really good racing. Everybody's eager to get back in the cars. And it's been a long off season. And hopefully we can actually get to the track this weekend. 
um, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of really good racing in all divisions too. There's good money put up in all divisions. And I got to tell you, I was at Springport one time where uh, it had a persistent miss. They were able to get the track dry enough to race. So you talk about getting hooked up on the outside. They were still running too wide around Springport, so it was a really good show. Uh, Aaron, I know you have a uh, plethora of uh, of people on the side of that race car. As a matter of fact, we interrupted you uh, applying vinyl to the race car tonight. Uh, let us know who it is that makes it possible for you to do what you do. Oh, my gosh. I got to start with my wife and baby. Uh, they sacrifice so much to let me do what i do and what i love to do we all love to do it as a family um my parents my dad busts his butt every single week um to make everything happen and i couldn't do it without him uh, my grandparents my family uh so then we got geo construction they he's helped us out a ton every year uh auto lab complete tree uh we got taylor concrete on the car this year along with dnl transport air tech manufacturing they have been amazing supporters throughout my whole career. Jack Oakley videos. Uh, we got Pops Towing and Leslie Lanes and Coffee Plumbing uh, came board with us this year as well and Kane Heating. So we've got we've got a lot of supporters and automatic sales too. So we've got a lot of people that have backed me throughout the years and uh, looking forward to putting their name out there again this year. Well, Aaron, it was a pleasure to chat with you tonight, man, and uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing how things go on Saturday. Good luck, and who knows, maybe we'll have to get an interview with you uh, from Victory Lane on Saturday. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing you guys out there, and can't thank the sport enough. So uh, keep doing what you guys keep doing. I love the show. I always listen to it every time you got a new episode. So thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it, and hope to see you in Victory Lane this weekend. Uh, we appreciate that as well. That's Jackson, Michigan's Aaron Taylor tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Well, Rich, what a show. Uh, modified madness, if you will, tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Uh, our appreciation to Aaron and uh, Chad for making some time for us. A couple of really great guys and a couple of wheelmen, too. Holy smokes, really good in their divisions. Yeah, I'm excited. And, I'm, you know, I, I can't wait. You know how much I love going up to Merritt. I, they just put on a heck of a show up there. And uh, I get to make my first trip to Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway this weekend. So Ever? I'm going to get over no, in a long time. Okay. In a long time. Uh, I don't think I've ever been there as a fan. I've, oh. The only time I've ever been there is the two or three times in my career that I raced there. So uh, we'll go back in the pits and, and I'll catch up with Aaron and, and see what other kind of trouble we can get into. Uh, Probably harass Chris Phoebe a little. Chris Phoebe, yeah. 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 Hang out with him for a little bit. Rich, as we look ahead to the races coming up this weekend, we have to stop at Friday. I-96 Speedway kicking things off and actually... Uh, we ended up with a couple extra minutes here, so we rolled the dice and put in a phone call, and, and we ended up getting a chance to talk to somebody. Let us know who we're talking to. Yeah, Zach, uh, you know, this gentleman is looking forward to this Friday night at I-96 Speedway. Uh, caught him in his work. Chase Ridenauer, welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Man, you gotta be uh, you got to be kind of excited for this weekend. Um, you know, you guys got a limited schedule last year, and you really have a packed schedule this year. And it all starts this Friday night. Yeah, we're uh, um, super excited. I think last year with that uh, short schedule we had there, starting up with Greg and um, new team as you know, as we teamed up last year, it's kind of a bad first year, so to say, like time-wise for seat time in the car and um, just getting to know everybody and everybody working together on the team. Um, but I think at the end of the last year, you know, we started clicking and we, you know, picked up two wins at the last, I believe, two months of the year. And 
we're really excited. I think we're going to do well, and I, I hope we uh, start off where we left off. You know, it's intriguing. You mentioned Greg Wheeler and, and uh, the, the new relationship that you guys formed, and I checked in with him almost every week with GLSS, and I said, so how's, how's things going with Chase? And every week, man, he would talk about how that relationship is improving. You guys are learning each other more and more as it goes on, and you're going to be back with him again this year. Um, I, I think that you guys could probably be one of the strongest forces to reckon with this year on that tour. What are your feelings going into this year? I definitely, um, I believe so too. Um, you know, it's last year, just, we were still competitive at the beginning of the year, um, when we were first getting together, but you know, it takes time and to learn each other and get things rolling. And I think once we started, you know, picking up on what everybody likes and my driving style versus, you know, past drivers of his driving style or even his since he raced for a long time. Um, you know, everybody's a little bit different. So I think once we started working and figuring out what we need to do to win races, um, obviously revolt results started showing at the end of the year that we were starting to click as a team. And, um, I think last the last couple of races of the year showed everybody kind of what we are going to have for them this year. And Chase, you know, we talk about, like Zach said, one of the forces to be reckoned with, uh, whether you're racing at I-96 or Merritt or Hartford, there is not one night off with the guys that you have to run against every week. No, definitely not. I mean, the caliber of guys that is with our series now, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's awesome because – you know, we can compete when, you know, ASCS comes to town and you see a handful of guys running up front, you know, with a national tour like that. And it just kind of goes out to show what this series is and how hard it is to win week in, week out. And I think, um, you know, that makes everybody else better, you know, versus just being the fastest car every weekend. And, you know, you win all the time. There's so many guys that can win our series that I think it really – kind of shows around I think it's starting to show around maybe not so much the country but in this area you know Midwest um what this series is about and I think with the higher payouts I think it's just going to get tougher and tougher which as a driver's standpoint just makes you better so it's all good you know I, I don't want to linger in the past but we all know how long it had been since you'd want to race and last year the raw emotion uh, uh, in that team and, and everybody being so happy. I think it was Tri-City that you got back to victory lane. Um, and, and again, it was a shortened season, but this year, man, we're talking over 20 races across uh, starting this Friday, going all the way into September. That's a grueling schedule lined up for this year. Do you feel like you and uh, your Greg Wheeler Motorsports team are ready to handle that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the guys the guys working on the team um, – Greg and the the whole crew they just um they're really a good group of guys to work with and you know the the car is always ready to go not I mean maintenance is key and that thing is up to maintenance the equipment's great um I think it's uh I think it's going to be a good year and I don't th- I think once things start rolling it's it's going to be over before you know it unfortunately but um <laughs> yeah you know when you when you're on the when you're winning it's it's like the years fly by and when you're struggling it's just like they just keep races just keep coming coming and lingering and it's you know so the confidence booster that we got last fall 
um, with the two wins at the end of the year, it was like, okay, we're back to we're back to where we need to be. Now, Chase, we've talked to several of the guys that you get to see every single night, and you know, you talk about twenty races on the GLSS schedule. Um, these guys are talking about running 40, 50 times. Where, where are you at for 2021? Um, we're still, you know, finishing up our schedule. I mean, 100% all of GLSS races, we're going to chase that championship again and, uh, you know, do some 410 stuff to fill in and um, pretty much race as, you know, as much as possible within traveling distance and, uh I think we're I think we're shooting around that number, not maybe not the fifty mark, but the thirty five or so. Um, so you know we'll be busy. Now I want to bring something full circle. Talking with Chase Ridenauer here, uh, a couple of years ago we talked about how that uh, famous eleven R uh, that the stuff was liquidated, things were for sale, and Chase Ridenauer Racing. We weren't really sure what was going to be the future of that. And Chase, that was because you were at a crossroads in your life, either continue to put a lot of money into racing or chase a professional dream. And you're able to do both now. And, and Rich mentioned at the top that we caught you at work. Uh, my understanding is you're chasing that professional dream now and still able to race. How are things going? Good. Um, I I think things are going excellent. I mean, it's it's hard. It was hard to start up a business like that and have a race team at the same time. And, you know, just between me and the family, it was just like, okay, you know, we got to do something different here. And, um, and explain real quick, you know, uh, just uh, not to interrupt you, but to explain real quick, what is it that you're doing for those who don't know? Um, I am running an excavating company now. Um, I used to work for an excavating company, and um did that for a few years and i just you know i was kind of looking at the big picture and you know with racing and stuff like that it's like okay how do i fit all this into my schedule and still you know make enough money to be able to race and you know it's hard to get ahead so to say when you're working for a company um now i loved where where i worked it just you know it was hard to get Fridays off or come home at 3 a.m. Sunday night, you know, mm. <laughs> or Monday yeah. morning, I should say, and going to work at six in the morning. And it was like, okay, what, you know, and I love what I do. Um, when it, it's funny because, you know, between racing on dirt and digging dirt all week long, <laughs> like just can't get enough dirt or yeah. something like that. But, um, but yeah, everything, it was kind of unsure, you know, uh, the biggest full-time year was last year with the business and of course COVID hit. And that was, you know, it was one of the things where it's like, well, the, this is a great time to have a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, no it, kidding. When it's at nothing, when you're at nothing, you know, and you're trying to grow. But um, I think once things started get, you know, moving along last summer, you know, I got super busy and this year's picking up to be super busy also. So um, yeah, I think uh, just balancing the two, you know, like I said, I just got done working. So between balancing the two, I'm busy enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, I'm doing what I want to do and I'm, you know, enjoying what I do every day. All right, Chase, before we get out of here, I, you know, most people know uh, I'm the gambler of the group between me and Zach. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> you got to tell me, can I put my money on you this weekend at I-96? I would say you can. You know, it's, I don't like to sound like, you know, 
have you know that hockey feeling or whatever but i think if you don't have you know confidence in what you're doing it you might as well not do it so i think we're gonna be a threat the whole year to come out swinging all right zach you heard him 20 grand there you go i'm right now to win <laughs> take it to vegas man and uh you'll find the odds are probably uh gonna say the same thing uh, chase man good luck this weekend i hope things go well for you and i'm looking forward to seeing you soon Thank you, guys. Looking forward to seeing you, too. And, Rich, we mentioned Springport on Saturday, but there's a laundry list of things going on on Saturday. Yeah, well, let's start with Springport. We'll get a little more in-depth. First call is what they're calling it at, at the Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway. $1,500 to win for the Modifieds, $1,000 to win for the Late Model Sportsman, 500 for the front-wheel drive port stocks, uh, qualifying at 3, racing at 5 p.m. So you can still get there early. won't be too cool in the evening, and they'll get their program in. And also the 10th annual icebreaker at Berlin, super late models, limited late models, sportsmen, and four cylinders, a special 4 p.m. start time, Zach, out at Berlin. Now, as we continue to work our way around the schedule, Kalamazoo will be in action over the weekend. They've got the $2,500 to win COVID Crusher street stock event. That one gets underway a little bit later, 6 o'clock start time over there in Kalamazoo and then at Thunderbird, a uh, full slate of racing action and another chance to check out the Pro Late Model Division. Will we see more cars in the Pro Late Model Division at Thunderbird this coming weekend? Remains to be seen. Also, Super Late Model is going to be on the property. IMCA Modifieds racing for a special $1,000 to win. Then Street Stocks, Cyber Stocks, Warriors, Mini Wedges, all underway this coming Saturday. 6 o'clock start time in Muskegon. So, full, full, full of racing here in Michigan if Mother Nature will comply. And it gets me excited, Rich, because I get to say, I don't care where you go, just get out to the races and get your backside trackside. Yeah, we, we've been looking forward to this uh, this weekend for quite a while, and we've been talking about it back and forth, talking about it back and forth. And Zach, my friend, it is here. Can't wait, man, and a lot's going on. Um, do want to say again thanks to Chad Bauer and Aaron Taylor for making some time for us tonight. Uh, be sure to get out to the races and check them out and look them up and let them know. Watch for Gary Lindahl on next week's program. That's going to be a lot of fun as we uh, unveil the Gary Did You Know segment here on Horsepower Happenings. And really, uh, we're going to have a lot to cover from the weekend as well. So uh, can't wait to get into it. For my partner, Rich France, for Scott Menlin, who pays the bills for Horsepower Happenings, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you for tuning in, and we'll talk Monday night, next Monday night, with a full episode of Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.